Okay, so just a quick public service announcement before I jump into the homily today. Just so you know, Friday, this coming Friday, November 1st, is a holy day of obligation. All right, it's All Saints Day. That means all of us who are Catholics are required to go to Mass on Friday. All right, so we've got time, uh, Mass times on Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday midday, Friday night. All right, so make sure you talk to your family this week. Figure out what time you're going to get to Mass so that you can fulfill that obligation this Friday. Okay. All right, so a very beautiful uh, reading today, gospel reading, um, one that's very striking as well. And so uh, just to illustrate it a little bit better, I want to start out with just a very simple uh, example, simple analogy here. So imagine that you're a parent for a moment of a young child. And I know many of you are parents, so this should be easy for you. Uh, imagine you're a parent of a young child, but a child who's old enough to know better as well. And they do something bad. You know, they break a window or they color on the walls or they scratch the car or something like that, right? And you know it was them. You as the parent know it was them, right? And there's two, basically two responses that the child can have in that moment. One way it could go is that the child totally denies it, you know? They say that they didn't do it, they weren't there, uh, they refuse to say they're sorry for it, they refuse to own up to it. At that moment, you as the parent who knows what the child has done gets angry, right? You understand uh, what they did, and it, it, it troubles you, it frustrates you that they're not coming to you and admitting it. And furthermore, it would even make you sad, I think, in that moment, to know that your child isn't trusting you, isn't trusting in your mercy and in your love enough to come to you and admit what they've done. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is the opposite. You know, the child does something, they break a window, and they say, oh my gosh, mom and dad, I'm so sorry, I did this thing, I was doing something I shouldn't have done, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I'll do what it takes to make it better. You, as a parent, in that moment, have a very different response, don't you? I mean, sure, you're probably still mad about the window, sure, you're going to punish them a little bit out of justice, but I bet your heart is even a little bit happy at that moment that your child trusts you enough to go to you, to confess what they've done, and to receive your mercy, to receive your love in that moment. They trust in you, they trust in your love so much that they're not afraid to go to you. Two totally different scenarios, aren't they? And they do to two totally different things to your heart as a parent. And I believe, brothers and sisters, that's exactly what we see happening in the gospel this morning. So let's set a baseline really quick. All of us are sinners, all right? I hope that doesn't come to, as a shock to anybody. I'm a sinner. I do dumb things sometimes. You're all sinners if you've reached the age of reason, right? You're all sinners. Everyone in the world is a sinner. We all do stupid things. We all need the mercy of Jesus Christ. That's the baseline. The question is, which child are we going to be? Are we going to be the child that runs away from Jesus Christ and says, I don't actually sin, do I? I mean, I do mostly good things, right? I'm a pretty good person. I don't really need the mercy of Jesus Christ, I don't think. That's the Pharisee in this gospel story. He, he prays to himself, it says, and he, he lifts up the good things that he's done and he doesn't humble himself before the Lord. The tax collector, on the other hand, is child number two, where he says, Lord, I've messed up. I'm sinful. It says he wouldn't even look up to God. 
He beat his breast in humility and asked for the mercy of God. And he's the one that went home justified, not the Pharisee, not the one who wouldn't acknowledge his sins. So, brothers and sisters, we receive the lesson of the tax collector. He wouldn't look up to God physically okay, but we can say that he was looking up. He was lifting his eyes to God with his heart, with his soul, and asking for that mercy. He was humbling himself so that he could be exalted, as Jesus says. And we, of course, are called to do the same thing. We're called to be that good child that runs to our Father, that receives his mercy willingly and opens up about our own sinfulness. And this has been the point of our whole homily series the last five weeks. Lift your eyes to the Lord. It's all been culminating, uh, or, or it's all been coming up to this point. And so what we're doing in the parish is something a little bit new, brothers and sisters. We're not new, I guess, but extra. We're adding new confession times to our schedule here at the parish. This is a very big parish, right? There's 4,000 families. So how many individuals is that? I don't know, maybe around 10,000 at least. And up to this point, we've only had three confession times a week. Tuesday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. And while that's good, it's not enough for 10,000 people. It's not enough if we're truly going to be committed to receiving the mercy of Jesus Christ. And we, the priests, know how important that is. And we want to give you free access to the mercy of Jesus Christ every day of the week. And so we're making confession times every day of the week. We're keeping the same ones that we've had, but we're adding two on Sunday morning, and we're adding one uh, during the, each weekday morning. So there's going to be confession times every single day. That's starting November 1st, Friday, um, and you can see the full schedule in the bulletin. Brothers and sisters, this is so important to who we are as Catholics, that we would avail ourselves of the mercy of Jesus Christ, which is freely given every time we go to the confessional. And just so we're aware, all of us as Catholics are required to go to confession at least once a year. But that's like the very minimum that we're called to at least once a year. But if you're aware of a grave sin on your conscience, don't wait. Go right away. There are some sins that can stack up on our souls that we don't want to be there, that we want to get rid of right away. So maybe uh, you've missed Mass on a Sunday or a holy day of obligation without having a good reason. Maybe you speak in a blasphemous way in your daily life. Maybe you're someone who's prone to uh, gossiping or slandering or being judgmental towards people. Maybe you're someone who's prone to losing your temper, flying off the handle, shouting and yelling at people. Maybe you're prone to um, being impure with the computer or having relations outside of marriage or using contraception, which is uh, ruining your marriage, by the way. Maybe you're stealing money from your employer or from your clients. Maybe it's pride, avarice, wrath, lust, Envy, gluttony, sloth. They're called the deadly sins for a reason, brothers and sisters. They kill us inside. They kill our souls. They kill our relationship with Jesus Christ. We're not meant to live that way. We're meant to live in that close relationship of love with Jesus. We're meant to run to the mercy of his sacred heart, which again is freely given every time we go to the confessional. 
We're not meant to be afraid of that. And so maybe it's been a while since you've been to confession for whatever reason. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're embarrassed. Maybe you've told yourself you're too busy to go. Maybe it's gotten to the point where you're not sure if you can stop that sin or you even want to stop that sin. You know, I heard a priest say recently, sometimes we have trouble acknowledging the truth because of what it will demand of us. Sometimes we have trouble acknowledging the truth because of what it will demand of us. In other words, if we go to confession and we repent of our sins, and we say, Lord, I'm going to try better. Well, that means that we actually have to try better, right? It means that we have to actually make changes in our lives. It means that we actually have to try and avoid that sin in the future. And it can be tempting sometimes to think, man, how am I going to get rid of that sin? How am I going to be happy without that sin? Can I even do it? Or worse yet, I think, we start to think, is that even a sin? You know, I know the church says that that's wrong, but I really feel in my heart that it's okay for me to do it. Did God really tell me not to do that? Does that sound familiar? That's the same lie that the devil told Adam and Eve in the garden, brothers and sisters. And the devil continues to lie to us over and over again today. He has been a liar from the beginning, and he has been damned because of it. And he will do everything that he can to bring us there with him. But we know the way to avoid that. We know what we're supposed to do. We have the tools at our disposal not to be part of that, but to live in the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ. We come here to Mass every Sunday and receive the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And we go frequently to the confessional to get rid of those sins, to renew that relationship we have with Jesus Christ, and to receive the mercy of his most sacred heart. So don't be afraid to go to Jesus. Don't be afraid to run to the loving arms of your Father, because they're always wide open. Don't be the first child. Be the second child who receives openly the mercy and love of God your Father. Run to Jesus Christ. And let him be the one to save you.